0: Hi, I'm Ollie from near Philadelphia. I'm Cinna from Ohio. And this is Backlist and Chill. Today we are in season 12. We're talking about L.J. Smith's Nightworld. This episode, mm-hmm. Daughters of Darkness. Yeah. That's the backlist part. We should discuss mm-hmm. the chill part, which is drinks. So, um, do you have anything fancy? Or should I just uh, start with mine? I'm going to stop you right there, Ollie
1: yeah i have a question
0: Mm -hmm. how's a how's the park going (laughs) well we're not closed yet (laughs) did you discuss it with dave (laughs) no he hasn't brought it up which i thought was pretty weird this is gonna be great i wonder how long it's gonna take for him to bring it up
1: (laughs) (laughs) i don't know you would have thought he would
0: have brought it up by now but he hasn't i know i know I mean, at least we have a second scene for the Haunted Hayride now.
1: This is true. Now, what scene from this book
0: would you put into this Haunted Hayride? Oh, um, it's definitely the three sisters taking down a deer and then, like, rushing the wagon. Oh, that's very spooky. I actually
1: genuinely love that. Thank you, thank you. You're welcome.
0: Yeah, it seemed pretty good to just be like, what the hell's going on out there? And then, like, you turn the wagon, you know, like, curves around the corner and there's, like... Three vampire brides, and like their mouths are covered in blood, and then they just like rush at the wagon. It's great.
1: Oh, that's very good. Also, I love that you had a chance to not do it, but you said, "No, I haven't learned my lesson. I'm gonna, I'm gonna yes and this again."
0: (laughs) That's the problem. Is I just love you too much to no but. That was all right. I won't drag it on as long as last time. I did listen to the last one and I was like, oh no, Sino was incorrect. This is not 20 minutes. This is 10. But then (laughs) then part two started. I couldn't believe we just kept going. So yeah. Yep. We'll check in again next time. I hope that
1: you take this into consideration when you are reading Spellbinder and whatever we read after that, because
0: I will continue to ask. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Maybe someday we'll make, you know, a couple dollars. Enough to do a recording studio for two minutes.
1: <laughs> oh, wow. Can you imagine? Oh, I know, oh. 40 whole dollars. We got to start printing more shirts. You know, those are our big sellers.
0: That's what's I was going to say. We should actually sell these shirts, though, for for sure.
1: No, I genuinely, if I could design stuff, I would absolutely design Dominique Vampire Hunting Gym t shirt even if it was just for me myself to wear, I would absolutely do it. <laughs> okay, but we should do this and get one for you and me and Raven and all wear them. <laughs> yes, I'll wear them in three different states. It's a joke only for us and the four other people who listen to this <laughs> podcast.
0: And if you ever see us in public, you'll know you'll know you'll be like it's you you're one of them possibly one who doesn't record but that's okay (laughs) love that
1: it's like you won't know which one of us it is i guess you could ask but who knows what (laughs) kind of answer
0: you'll get right like if we're not in ohio or pennsylvania who is it (laughs) but what we could be visiting yeah that's true I oh, this
1: is giving Raven prime opportunity to impersonate one of us, too.
0: That's true. That's true. I think that is pretty great. Raven impersonate both of us at the same time. <laughs> it's just
1: chaos. <laughs> anyway, so, Ollie, uh, what are you drinking in
0: honor of our book tonight? Oh, Sina, I'm so glad that you asked me about my drink. I never thought you would, because it's not like we do that every time. Today- I mean, I could have kept going about not your drink. <laughs> You're like, I can find a way. (laughs) Yeah, don't fucking tempt me. I'll do it. No. (laughs) Today, we say goodbye (gasps) to the Dance Hall Absinthe Blanche. Oh, no. It was the very last of it. There was one shot and like a little smidge more, and I was like, eh, fuck it. It was not a full (laughs) shot. So it's slightly more than a shot, like a shot and a quarter. And it's so good, and I'm going to miss it, and I definitely need to find a way to get more. Absolutely. So... I'd looked up some, like, kind of star themed absinthe.
2: Oh. Yeah,
0: cocktails. And I found one and it had blackberry juice in it. And then a bunch of other, like, alcohols. And I was like, I'm not gonna fucking do that. Of
1: course. That's the fucking motto here on Backlisted Show. <laughs> so. Oh, it has more
0: stuff? I'm not gonna <laughs> do that. Things I'm gonna have to buy, or I could just use the thing <laughs> I already have. <laughs> Change the name. I'm gonna do it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, It was very funny because my housemate has uh, one of his partners over and they were like, oh, so what drink are you making? And I'm like, oh, let me tell you about the way it works here. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm just going to make shit up. (laughs) They were like, that's Mm -hmm. cool. (laughs) So I did try to find blackberry juice because I had an idea. Turns out my grocery store doesn't have blackberry juice because it's not bougie Mm -hmm. enough. But what it did have when I went walking down the like soda and energy drink aisle looking for my energy drinks. Mm-hmm. Was my good buddy Canada Dry Blackberry Ginger Ale? No, they have it. I never knew. It's perfect. It is, because that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to do <laughs> <laughs> ginger ale with real blackberry juice, which would have made it a darker color. But I was just like, I turned and I'm walking and I see this kind of purple ginger ale Canada Dry because you know, the logo's so obvious. And I was just like, no. <laughs> no way! <laughs> no, for no fucking way! I was maybe just gonna get like a black cherry bottle of something. Yeah. No, so perfect because, like I said, that's all I was gonna do: blackberry juice, ginger ale, and absinthe. And then there it is.
1: I can't stand how fucking perfect that is. It's like the ginger ale god <laughs> just came down on a little, like, floaty cloud. With fizzy ginger ale and just bubbles. placed it there on the shelf. Yeah. <laughs> right? And it was just tucked in there
0: between the zinnios. <laughs> That's
1: amazing. Also, that sounds great. Man, I love how many different kinds of ginger ale there are now. That's perfect. Oh, it's really good.
0: It is almost cloying to the point that, like, I do need the absinthe to cut it Mm -hmm. but it's really good oh i'm desperately jealous
1: i need to try this
0: yes yes you do you should see if any of yours have it because my not bougie (laughs) grocery store had it
1: i will i haven't even thought to look honestly because who goes
0: looking for blackberry anything
1: Uh, well i don't know if you remember that was what i was trying to do last podcast i was trying to make some sort of blackberry drink and i couldn't find it so i had to get a mixed cocktail drink that had blackberries in
0: it oh i remember you muddled them right
1: no 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 no, no. they wanted me to do that and i oh. said we don't do that here
0: <laughs> we don't play that game here blacklist and chill we do the bare minimum
1: thank you <laughs> I'm sorry. Buy fresh blackberries in this economy? No, no. Those are gonna go bad when you look at them. <laughs> right? I don't have the money for that. What I do have the money for? Juicy fruit cocktail.
0: Fuck yeah, yeah. So I was, I was very happy. So this Wollersheim dance hall absinthe blanche with some Canada Dry blackberry ginger ale over a fuck ton of ice and i'm calling it a starry night
1: oh that sounds very lovely i'm gonna navigate over so i can look
0: at the picture yeah and in the glass i chose like it just it looks very what i wanted it to look like could have just been a little darker it's like when the stars first come out at night oh i see a close-up it's very it's very like purpley
1: like it's more purpley than you would kind of expect
0: yeah it's very purple like the bottle I almost thought it was going to be like a grape ginger ale. (laughs) Oh, God. But it is not. It's got a like, it's like a purpley pink.
1: I love that. It's like a pretty gradient in your glass.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So, now that we've waxed poetic about my beautiful ginger ale god moment, (laughs) tell me, what are you drinking?
1: So, I made a horny goat. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. I was looking for goat-related drinks. And I found one that had ingredients that were doable um but it is cranberry juice, seven up, and citrus rum hmm and I opted to get a uh, limon and it's it needs something sweet hmm. because it is very sour. I thought seven up was sweet, but apparently it is not like huh. my memory failed me there. interesting, it's not like sprite i thought I guess that's what I was picturing, but no, it's much more um. Much more citrus than that. More sour, I guess.
0: Yeah, I remember it's the lemon-lime one. Like, like actually very lemon-lime. But I would have expected it to have a lot of sugar. Uh, sounds like maybe you just needed some simple syrup. Probably.
1: But I'm happy to have a new rum. The rum is actually very good. It's sour. Oh, it interesting. It's so sour. And they suggest mixing it with lemonade, so that's probably what we'll do in the future. Ah, lovely. But, for now, this one is pretty good. And it turned out... Uh roughly the same color as the cover of the book. Ooh. So yeah.
0: It does look like the color of the cover of the book. It looks like a fucking whiskey.
1: <laughs> it is not. It does <clears throat> not taste like that. Even a little think.
0: You would be surprised. You would go drink it and be like, Whoa. That's <laughs> Like, why? What is this? A lot of whiskey sour. That's lovely. I like that glass too. Thank you. Very good. Alright. Well oh, look at all the books there. Those are the good covers on the left, right? Or not the good covers, but like the fancy new covers. Yes. Those are the ones I keep eyeing, being like,
1: hello. They're beautiful. Yes. I actually had to legit read uh, that copy of Daughters of Darkness because I was too embarrassed (laughs) to take the pulp cover to work. I'm like, I can't read this in front of people.
2: Well,
0: (laughs) yeah, I just saw that you posted a couple days ago about the library not having it.
1: It's really gross. You can't highlight physical books. I mean, I
0: guess you can, but, like, not with the ease. Right, and not which... not searchable. That's why <laughs> yeah, exactly. I throw all my stuff in the, the channels, being like, ah, well, I've read it, and I guess I'll throw my
1: thoughts. Right, I I love to just highlight things and then, you know, not have to remember anything about the book.
0: Yeah, external brains. That's good shit. Yep. All right, let's, shall I read about the, the book? Please do. All right, so I'm taking it from Goodreads because, of course, I have the omnibus. Mm -hmm. There's something strange about the new girls in town. Briar Creek, Oregon has never seen anything like the supernatural grace of Rowan, Kestrel, and Jade, three sisters who move into the dilapidated old house next to Mark and Mary Lynette Carter. Mark is obsessed with Jade, but she and her sisters have a secret. And when Mark and Mary Lynette follow them into the woods one night, they are plunged into a nightmare beyond their imagination. Because the sisters are fugitives from the night world, and their brother, Ash, is hot on the trail behind them. He's ruthless, gorgeous, and has orders to bring the girls back at all costs. And when he sees Mary Lynette, he decides to take her, too. Hmm... That is not the book.
1: No, those are, those are vicious, <laughs> vicious lies. So many lies. Lies
0: and slander. <laughs> wow. I mean, gave it more plot, that's for sure. <laughs> I'm going to read the one that it comes from, like, just the when you go to Goodreads, because I had to look for a longer one. Mm-hmm. This one's just one sentence. probably the one that's at the back. Three sisters, teenage vampires, attempt to escape their world of darkness. Oh, no. Oh, no. Blood and violence in order to find new lives and loves among mortals in a small town. Oh, no. World of darkness. (laughs) Quick, quick. Delete it. Delete it. Delete. No copyright infringement intended. Even though there are vampires and werewolves and witches. (laughs)
1: <laughs> i again i fully believe lj smith had no fucking idea what no. the world of darkness was
0: yeah this isn't holly black <clears throat>
1: <clears throat> no no
0: well the first blurb is a uh, liar liar pants on fire <laughs> There's, there's no, like, Ash taking them in at any cost. And he doesn't just, o- on a whim, decide to take, take Mary Lynette. My god, he tries really hard to be like, I don't want anything to do with this girl.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they certainly make it sound um, a little more aggressive than it actually is.
0: This is, again, why I try not to read the blurbs. Like, I don't mm-hmm. want to know too much. But also, I would be like, that's not what the blurb told me. It's gonna be about... <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: and then I would be mad being like, I read this whole book and it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. <laughs>
1: right? Because they definitely twist it to make it seem like Ash is like, you know, your dark vampire lover comes yeah. to kidnap you away. I wonder if there was like a marketing thought behind the idea that maybe kids wouldn't pick up a book about two characters who do not want to like each other, you know?
0: They might be like, why do I care about the hot vampire you don't want to fuck? Right. Why don't you tell us about your cover, since mine is again the omnibus.
1: Oh my gosh, I would love to. Um, It's another San Julian banger. Fuck yeah. So this one is primarily a background of red. You have the same red rose stem and leaves providing the border. Uh, The primary image on this one is Rowan, Kestrel, and Jade down at the bottom. And looming behind them with a really weird cape (laughs) and a really skeletal hand is Ash.
0: For some reason.
1: I love that, like... Of all the details you can really see his belt buckle. I don't know why I just find that delightful uh and then around ash on the border, there is a voodoo doll, the same like ghoul vampire lady yep there is a hand reaching for a sphere of some sort. don't know what's up with that hmm. some tarot cards a black cat that's actually in the book that's true. I feel like the cat's sitting on rowan's lap and also half on the tarot card
0: it's interesting uh
1: the same screaming lady and then the same cat statue and then above the cat there's like an ankh in a star and some other sort of vaguely mystical symbol and then at the top in orange lj smith Nightworld, author of secret vampire and then the text in a very like swoopy i almost say like 70s-ish font yeah uh, it says daughters of darkness and uh yeah i love this cover mine is a third edition
0: oh my god
1: yeah so it doesn't have like the cool embossing and stuff like my secret vampire one mm-hmm. does
0: but i bet it smells great
1: Ooh, hmm. it's been a long time since we sniffed on <laughs> um you know what i got a new lotion and it mostly just smells like my lotion oh, no.
0: i don't really smell anything no but I... what is the point of these old books if not to smell good
1: i know this is you know 96 so it's had time to marinate yeah but um yeah so i like this cover I remember back on the fan sites and stuff, people would talk, it was a running joke how fucking weird Ash's hand was. <laughs>
0: like, he never wears a fucking cape, why?
1: It is very gothic, he does have a very blonde Dracula look
0: to him. <laughs> That's true. I think it's a really fun cover. I had been noticing, uh, looking at a couple of the covers from like that and other ones you'd posted on um, Backlist's Twitter, mm-hmm. that like... There were a couple symbols that repeated, and I'm just like, did they just do that on all of them? It's like, no, okay, they they switched a bunch around, but good to know it had absolutely nothing to do with secret vampire. Okay, okay.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, they rotate them occasionally, but yeah, it just seems like they just sort of, like, what's spooky? What do we got in the
0: clip art that's spooky? Of 1995. (laughs) Yeah, I like how the girls are there in the center there. Daughters of Darkness, it definitely gives me, like, a Dracula with the the vampire brides kind of thing, even though they are, you know, family. It has that sense, like, they're going to come at you and just be like, yeah, we're going to just sex you up now. Bye.
1: They also, they all look very 70s, even though this was published in 96. All three girls have a very, like, 70s hippie vibe.
0: Oh, yeah. If I had seen this book just, like, sitting at my library, I would mm-hmm. assume it was quite old. Yeah, right? Right? <laughs> kind of classic in that way. Yeah. All right. I think it's time to talk about what happens in this book.
1: Oh, is it time for a recap? It is. All right. So... Daughters of Darkness has three narrating characters for some reason. <laughs> Ash and Mary Lynette, who are the main couple. Mary Lynette being a 16 year old, maybe 17. I didn't really clock her age.
0: Yeah, I don't think they even say what grade she's in.
1: They do. They say that she's like a year older than Mark. So I think she's about to start her senior year, if I remember right. Anyway, Mary Lynette is one prospective character. The other perspective character is Ash, uh returning from Secret Vampire. Fresh our off favorite his boy tour Ash on Secret
0: Vampire,
1: it's Ash Redfern. <laughs> <laughs> um and he does not narrate a lot. He just kind of gets pop-in chapters when it's emotionally appropriate. Yeah. Then our other character who narrates is Jade. Jade and her sisters Rowan and Kestrel are vampire girls who live out on the uh, undisclosed island in the East Coast that is run by only vampires.
0: Now, is it only vampires? I thought it was only Nightworld. Good question. I know it's run by the vampires. Okay, okay. But there are Nightworld people beyond vampires. Possibly. Okay. Uh, We do
1: see it eventually, briefly, so we'll find out. But uh, they escaped from the island because they don't like it there because it's fucking Quaker Day rules. Um, (laughs) 1600s bullshit. So they escape to try to live with their Aunt Opal, who happens to be Mary Lynette's neighbor. And they arrive in the house to find that their aunt has been brutally murdered, staked by some unknown assailant. Mary Lynette sees them burying the aunt's body and gets herself into a rear-window situation. Uh, Eventually, they find out that the girls are vampires and decide that in order to maintain this relationship and trust each other with each other's secrets, they're going to
0: have to blood bond, basically. Which was weird after Secret Vampire. I don't think I understand how this works.
1: Yeah, it's a little vague because Rowan presents it as like, oh, this is what our ancestor, or no, I think it might literally yeah. be their dad. This is what our dad did to, like, tie us to the witches so we just, like, trade blood in our family and then we can't betray each other. And it's like, well, no, nah, I think
0: you still could, but you're not going to because you're all very nice kids. So it's fine. <laughs> well, and, like, Secret Vampire was like, so if we trade blood three times, you're a vampire. And I'm like, oh, well, why does one just do this thing? What's... <laughs> What's happening? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's book two. And we've decided this is a thing now. I think that's what has happening. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: meanwhile, Ash, their brother, is coming to return them back to the island because that's what his father wants. And he is being tailed by a vampire named Quinn, who is kind of a narc.
0: He's not being tailed by him. He, like, literally shows up with him, like, at this the beginning. Is He's not... <sighs> it's frustrating. Anyway, continue.
1: <laughs> this is true. It that implies that he like doesn't know that Quinn but no, Quinn travels with him. Quinn's like, Alright, you have a week to try to handle this your way, or I'm going to go tell the council that the girls ran away because apparently like the adults don't know, just Ash and Quinn.
0: Quinn is like old but looks seventeen.
1: Right. He's still he's a maid vampire, he's still lower on the hierarchy than all of the lamia back home. Yeah. So Ash goes into town and he meets Mary Lynette for the first time because they are neighbors to his aunt and they realize that they are soulmates and they instantly hate each other.
0: Well, she doesn't know what the fuck it is, but she knows that she
1: does not like him. Right. We know that they're soulmates. He knows Um, too. And uh, Ash goes out of his way to just be the worst. It's delightful. (laughs) Eventually, they all, you know, collide uh, because Mary Lynette and Mark and the girls are trying to figure out who killed their aunt and they're still being, like, harassed. Like, they leave a dead goat on the porch as, like, a warning. Whoever killed Aunt Opal, yeah. So most of the book is preoccupied with, like, nominally sort of trying to figure out who did it and, like, investigating leads and stuff. In the meantime, like, Ash and Mary Lynette are spending more time with each other. We get to know other characters in the town so that we have potential suspects. And finally, in the end, uh, Ash and Mary Lynette go out to butt ask nowhere to look at the stars, but really to make out. And that is an
0: actually important part of Mary Lynette's character, hence making my drink called Starry Night.
1: Yes, Mary Lynette's whole thing, her vocation, as LJ would say, is uh that she is very interested in the stars and astronomy and she wants to like discover nebulas and like where all the dark matter is. Like this is her her thing. Yeah. I was delighted that we got a description of her bedroom because of course it's LJ. And she had like <laughs> the glow-in-the-dark stars on the ceiling and yeah. a bunch of posters and like a telescope and stuff.
0: You know, I hadn't even thought about that, but
1: it's true. Mm-hmm. So anyway. She takes Ash out into the woods so that they can look at the stars, but really so that they can have some private time. And as they are coming back, they are assaulted by the bad guy. Like, they realize that we had about four chapters left. And they were like, well, it's time.
0: <laughs> well, She, like, comes back and the car is, like, smoking and about to burst into flames. <laughs> it's, like, on fire. Oh, but wait, you forgot. They exchanged blood. Yes.
2: It wasn't just,
0: like, we're out here watching stuff. She decided she wanted to be a vampire, and, like, they exchanged blood. That was the fourth fucking vampire that she exchanged blood with.
1: (laughs) Yep. So they're coming back from this, and the bad guy reveals himself. Oh, no, it's Jeremy, her childhood friend who's been sort of floating around the edges of this book. And he tells her... That the motivation for him killing the ant was because she was inviting more hunters onto his territory and he's a territorial werewolf and he doesn't like that. He says he also heard her agreeing to become a vampire and he's in love with her so he doesn't want her to be a vampire. He wants her to be a werewolf like him. So he's just going to kill her boyfriend real quick. (laughs) Just hold on one second. (laughs) Just one sec. Let me just bite his head off and And then I'll be uh, back. then we can do this. And I'll, I'll bite you, but not off. And then you'll be a werewolf like me.
0: What would she have become if she had, like, four different vampire blood and then bitten by a werewolf? Like, that's it. That's, that's a PC right there.
1: <laughs> right? That's some blade shit. That's that's some shit that would happen in, I feel like, Vampire Diaries or something. <laughs> but, like, with this, they have to do it three times. So she's just going to be a werewolf, I guess. Yeah
0: werewolves one time vampires three you gotta really mean it (laughs) it's true you can just sort of accidentally
1: become a werewolf you can't accidentally (laughs) become a vampire you can't oops into it three times amazing so uh she is able to work her way out of the handcuffs she uh gets a silver knife from her car which they have silver all over the place in this book. I fucking <laughs> clocked it every time they had silver something. I'm like, oh, is this what she uses to kill him? No, this woman just had silver all over the house. Anyway. That's too funny. So she pulls this silver knife that she's been using to gas up her janky ass car.
0: Or she specifically borrowed it from Mrs. Burdock, Aunt
1: Opal. Yep. And she stabs Jeremy in the chest. And then he sort of yeets himself into the burning car, I think, or no, it like explodes behind him or something, which really is his own fault. He did do that literally to himself. So I don't know what to tell you, bud. And uh, like this, this one's on you. Yeah, you know, sometimes you uh, you're hoisted by your own uh,
0: mechanical sabotage. <laughs> It's actually almost, uh, in fact, a petard, since that's an explosion. Oh, is it? I have no idea what that word means. The petard is... I'm pretty sure it's an explosion. Hold on. I don't oh, want to be wrong golly. on the internet. God forbid. Petard definition. A small bomb made of a metal or wooden box. Incredible. Hoisted by your own petard. is a phrase from Hamlet. It means that a... Bomb maker is blown hoisted off the ground by his own bomb. Petard. He is it's literally so hoisted perfect. by his own petard, except that not very far.
1: I retract my bad joke, and I'm no, just I no, I like your joke. Though. He's <laughs> hoisted by his own petard, literally. Beautiful. Yeah. Poetic. Yeah. I'm sure LJ intended this. The petard. It just keeps hoisting. <laughs> <laughs> so. Mary Lynette goes back to check on Ash, who had been... He'd, like, had his throat ripped open, but he's fine. He's a vampire. It's okay. Um, Right. That will heal. If he'd ripped him open with some some wood, damn, he'd been fucked. I mean, yeah. I mean, he got real fucked when he clubbed him in the head with some wood, but throat ripped open by werewolf teeth, give him a couple minutes. He'll be fine. Get him some orange juice. Feed him a cookie. (laughs) So... Cut to a few days later, Ash goes back to Quinn. He says, hey, um, this crazy werewolf killed my aunt. I solved the problem. The girls are going to stay here to make sure no other crazy werewolves show up and we're going to be fine. And Quinn's like, all right, man. Sounds good to me.
0: Because he like literally shows both corpses. He's like, here's my aunt. I staked her because she knew about this renegade werewolf. Here's the werewolf. I killed him because renegade werewolf
1: right i love how quinn who's described as this like hardened uh like 400 year old vampire like sees a charred corpse and a staked vampire and is like
0: and he's like oh, covered up man quinn you were never a problem were you
1: (laughs) it's almost like it was bullshit anyway ash goes back to the house Mary Lynette and Mark have decided they are not going to become vampires. They just can't really
0: cope with all of the,
1: all of the drama that entails.
0: <laughs> all of the, the night world,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, all of the blood and the hunting. <laughs> all the violence. They're just not violent mm-hmm. people. And Ash says that he has to go back. He has to smooth things over with their dad to make sure that the girls can sort of live here in peace. And he and Mary Lynette part and he tells her that he is going to go out and try to make amends for being such a shithead for 19 years <laughs> or 18 years.
0: Thank God this poor kid hadn't been alive for like 200. Oh, I know. Right. He
1: has some real angel shit to deal with. <laughs> yeah. Mary Lynette says, OK, I'm not ready to like be a vampire or really a girlfriend right now. Yeah. come and maybe talk to me again after like college or something. It's <laughs> like I'll be back next year. It's just like it's, <laughs> it's not going to be that time either. I can't promise anything, but I would like to see and kiss you and maybe fuck you. So sure, I'll see <laughs> I'll you in 18. like a year. L J wouldn't be mad at me. L <laughs> J would not, absolutely not. Um, and then they have like a real, a real sweet little goodbye scene, and that is how the book ends. Yep, clap,
0: clap, 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 clap. So, you had messaged me saying that you cannot be objective to this book.
1: No, I recognize that this book definitely has flaws. And actually, some stuff that I realized after, and some stuff that I was thinking about, because I finished this book literally like four hours ago. It's
0: very fresh in your mind.
1: Yeah. So, some stuff that I sort of thought about since then. But in general, I just like this book too much. This is my favorite night world book. I really when I started reading it yesterday um <laughs> I was just like, oh, all my friends. I am seeing Aww. all my friends again. I love all these people. And I'd seen your messages and you just sort of being like, what, what is going on here? And I was like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to try to be objective. But then I'm like, oh, it's Jade. Oh, it's Rowan. Oh, it's Mark. I love you kids. So <laughs> I, I just like this book.
0: Sorry, guys. I just like it. This is going to be an interesting episode. Oh, no. It's okay. It's okay. So tell me, mm-hmm. cause I I want to know, like earnestly, mm-hmm. Lil Cinna, Mm-hmm. you said this was your favorite. Mm-hmm. Tell me all about it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's, that's such a that's
0: such a vague request. I don't. Well, I've read it now, so you can spoil me. <laughs> well, but what I mean, what what did what you like you about asking? it? Like what what? When you think about Nightworld, you said this is your favorite, and I. My very dear, beloved friend Lois, this is her favorite, too. What makes this your favorite?
1: Oh, Ash and Mary Lynette. why? I will still stand by, I think one of my notes, is that Ash and Mary Lynette's scenes are some of the funniest shit LJ's written, and, like, genuinely, the later ones are genuinely, like, dramatically interesting. The stuff that ash has to kind of grapple with I, it's it's a very interesting way to like deal with this trope of like this vampire dude and this human girl because there are lots of books and like i would say lots of books that follow this book which is to say stuff like twilight and a lot of the books that came out from that that handle this kind of interaction without Looking at any of the stuff that LJ touches on in like this 200 page little fucking paperback. Just the idea that Mary Lynette at the end of the book says, No, she says, I'm not going to be a vampire. Um, please leave. You've been a shitbag. You've done question mark, question mark, question mark things to women for like your entire adult life. You're going to have to go and prove that you cannot be a shitbag. <laughs> um, and then come back and see me in a year and like maybe we can talk i think that's genuinely a very interesting way for this sort of dynamic to play out especially in these romance books right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but yeah no i just think they're funny and ash is a fun character and Mary Lynette's a fun character and the dynamic of them hating each other, but, you know, being bound together uh, is a very fun one. Specifically, that dynamic is one that I like in general. So this is sort of my jam. Is this the jam?
0: The one you were realizing?
1: Oh, so... <laughs> <laughs> oh, <Excited>. man. <laughs> it's, it's so funny. So, like, you asked me, one or two episodes ago, like which Night Worlds are my favorite? Yeah, and this one is my favorite, obviously. But then I thought, like, which ones did I read the most? And I thought of those books, and those books are not my favorite, but I read them the most. And I realized today that I read them the most because they all have the same ship dynamic, which is to say, shitbag vampires <laughs> who fall in love against their will with girls because it's lj Mm -hmm. um and then end up having to be less shitty
0: (laughs) i do love that
1: (laughs) (laughs) but i enjoy the idea of these dudes who think they're so much better than all of these girls that they fall in love with then falling in love with these girls and being like oh i suck (laughs) like i suck really bad i'm i i should i have things i should be ashamed of i need to go to confession (laughs) right i need to go to therapy i need to walk the world into tone for my sins like i just enjoy seeing arrogant men laid low by hot ladies so that happens several times in this series and those are the ones that i would gravitate to so of those, I think this is the best one, technically. Um, but, you know, we'll see, I guess. Guess we shall. So that's where I'm at. What, what about you all? You sound
0: like you really hated this. <laughs> <laughs> so you're describing this book that you, you really enjoyed. And I'm like, God, I wish I read that book. <laughs> uh, I, I think my, like, I messaged you. Mm-hmm. saying that this book is super bogged down by having a fucking whodunit in the middle of Pride and Prejudice. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely stand by that. This book could have... All right, hold on. Let me roll it back. I super, super liked Secret Vampire. Still do. This doesn't change it. <laughs> like, this doesn't retroactively make that one a problem. Because <laughs> you know how sometimes you read a book and you're like, no, never mind. Forget it. Everything <laughs> this author wrote is awful. I was
1: wrong. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you snuck in. Um n- No. So, Secret Vampire, you know, like, I've really been thinking about it because I finished the book early for me. I wasn't expecting to finish it until today. Mm-hmm. I finished it yesterday at, like, four or five in the afternoon. And I was like, okay, I've got some time to think about this. Secret Vampire had so much emotion mm-hmm. dealing with, like, hard stuff. Mm-hmm. Fucking cancer and mm-hmm. death of a teenager. Like, you are yourself a teenager. Or this is your best friend and she's a teenager. Or this is your sibling, your twin, and she's a teenager. And it really treated all of the characters and their emotions and the hard shit they were going through Mm -hmm. realistically and with respect. This one opens with a fucking dead aunt and she just clues Mr. Body. Uh Uh-huh. Nobody gives a fuck about this dead old lady.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, I was just kind of like, hmm, well, that's unfortunate. Oh,
0: gosh, Mrs. B is dead? Wow. Does this mean somebody's going to try to hurt us? Yeah, like, I wanted to see more fucking emotions from Mary Lynette that, like, her neighbor, which we are told and not emotionally shown. Like, I know, you don't have to always show things. You can sometimes just tell stuff. L.G. Smith's very good at just telling stuff to move you along. Telling me about your connection to the nice old lady who lives next door to you and then completely, like, not dealing with the uh, shown emotions of it. Mm Mm-hmm not a time to just tell. So that right there set me on a bad path Mm -hmm. (laughs) with this story of being like, why, why is this a whodunit? I don't care about these, these girls, these boring fucking girls. (laughs) Jade is just that character we've been talking about. The like manic pixie type Mm -hmm. who's just crazy. Uh, she just, I'm like, fine, whatever. You're like 16 and a vampire and you've never been anywhere, but you're basically a child and it's driving me up a wall. Whatever, fine. (laughs) And Rowan is just stoic and the oldest and she cares about her sisters. I'm like, oh my god, fine. (laughs) And then Kestrel is just d snarling barbarically, except thank god she's not a fucking young woman of colour because I would hate to see that again. But she's just ferociousness and, and animalism and she's, she's baring her fucking teeth and I'm like of course because her name's fucking Kestrel <laughs> so um, I hate these sisters Aww. individually um, quite a bit because they don't have any personality and I kept waiting for it to show up mm-hmm. and it didn't I'm like I feel like the book suffers from too big of a cast
2: mm-hmm.
0: and from having a whodunit Aesthetically, I super appreciate the three vampire sisters thing. Like I said, the whole like Brides of Dracula, you know, where you have like the, I think like a blonde and a redhead and a brunette, you know, fine. This one, you've got like, I don't even remember their fucking hair colors, but three different hair colors and one of them is like super blonde. Um, But that was another problem is when I first meet them, everything is about their eyes and their hair color. I'm like, shh, I don't care. (laughs) It's very LJ. Well, it was actually distracting and made it really difficult to remember who was who. Something about the way she did it this time, it only served to confuse me. <laughs> Where I feel like if if I had been able to just cut Kestrel, it would have given more room for both Jade and Rowan to be characters. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise I do not care. One fucking inch. About these vampire girls, and I should, because, like, they were living in a terrible situation, and they decided to run away from it. That should, me specifically as a human being, and my own (laughs) personal history, I should care about this, having been a teenage runaway to get away Mm -hmm. from terrible family. And it didn't, because it didn't fucking matter. And, like, they were like, oh, our brother might find us, and he's literally instantly there. uh Like, no. And then, oh, your aunt is dead. And I'm like... (sighs) I just kept waiting for the plot to show up. And I was very, very, very upset that the plot was the only young brown boy in this book is the villain. Um, Because he's a mad dog. He's a fucking crazy werewolf. So I just, I didn't like that either. Everything, every move was just very frustrating. And if it had instead focused on the scenes that were fun, which were Mary Lynette and Ash hating each other, (laughs) but, you know, was being drawn back to each other again and again, like, it was unfortunate that they kept quoting Pride and Prejudice, because I'm like, yeah, okay, LJ, I fucking get it. <laughs> I know he's your Mr. Darcy. But you know, like beyond that. Just do it. Just let it be that. Just let the sisters live there. Let it have been a little while. Leave fucking Aunt Opal alone. Let her be alive. Like there's just no need. And there's no character. And I if you hadn't said his name was Mark, I would have forgotten that boy's name. And I just finished this book yesterday. Like, we were getting ready for the podcast. I'm like, I don't remember. (laughs) What happens? I remember being angry. (laughs) So I accept that you can't be objective. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like I read a book. Okay. And it makes me feel like I'm probably not going to like the Nightworld books if this is where they're headed. Because I'm so not the audience for it.
1: I would definitely say that this is a better tone setter than Secret Vampire, for sure. Ah, <sighs> that's such a shame. Because it is, it is this, it's soulmates, yeah. shenanigans.
0: That there's a plot that that bogs down the actual book.
1: <laughs> I mean, so here's the thing, I don't really know what you would consider a plot. Because, like, I mean, this book has a plot, it's yeah. The I mean, there's a who done it. Yeah, that's that's what happens in this book. So I don't know what for you what makes something a worthwhile plot. The stuff
0: with Jeremy, the werewolf boy, mm-hmm. felt like it wasn't seeded appropriately.
1: Oh, it was not. I did track that after
0: you mentioned it. It was okay. not. And for me, since that was ostensibly the plot, this who done it. Because the solution is him coming out of nowhere and being like it was me. That that wasn't a plot. That was the GM has run out of time. We were only supposed to be here till midnight. It's already one. <laughs> it's time to wrap up, guys. Yeah, like fine. You know what? It was someone else. But you guys never even followed that that thing. So it was Jeremy. <laughs> he was he was gonna just be a, a a werewolf who didn't have anything to do with it. But fuck it. Like, it felt like, okay, there's a werewolf out there. Like, I did pick up on that when there was, like, an animal sniffing around, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So I was like, all right, it's going to be revealed that he's not the problem. And honestly, the way they were describing, like, she was down on the bottom of the stairs and she clearly had been holding a bunch of stakes. I'm like, guys, she tripped and fell. (laughs) She was being a dingus and carrying some fucking wooden stakes downstairs like she tripped and she fell and she staked herself it's not that hard of a problem <laughs> so like from the beginning where they're like oh no someone stabbed her i'm like did they because did they, <laughs> i don't think she did like i just didn't believe it to begin with so when i don't believe your fucking whodunit is actually a whodunit <laughs> you're like i have figured out the twist <laughs> I've put two things together you've put together nothing (laughs) because apparently I hadn't and yeah it was just like and why the goat being stabbed with a bunch of little things and like oh that's Uncle Hodge was stabbed that way and murdered or, or executed I'm like I don't care it didn't mean anything to me like give me an opening scene where the girls saw that when they were young and have been trying to get away for years and now is their their finally able to get away and go find on Opal or whatever. Like, just give me an emotional connection, because otherwise someone is just, like, taking way too much time to put, like, a hundred little fucking toothpicks in a goat. <laughs> Right. <laughs> and they're like, you'd have to be very strong to put that through an animal's hide. I'm like, would you? I just don't even know. This sounds weird to me.
1: I I feel like the answer to this is not a very nice thing, which is to say LJ is probably just not very good at putting together a murder mystery. I really
0: think that's what it comes down to. Yeah, because that was my problem with this book was the murder mystery. Mm-hmm. And it was, it took up so much time. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. It's
1: Constantly. Plot. It's, it's the, the thing that takes up the page count so that uh, the entire book is not Mary Lydda and Ash fighting with each other.
0: But like that would have been okay, because <laughs> also we could have had scenes for Ash talking to his sisters, trying to convince them to come home. We could have had scenes with oh oh god Jade and Mark, mm-hmm. uh as discussed, uh himbo for bimbo. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I let me tell you, I have never cared about those children reading the book before. Uh, I found them both extremely charming this time. I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) I thought they were super cute. I don't know.
0: I mean, like, I'm not mad at them because they are just small children. But, like, it's just so silly that, like, (sighs) this is literally the first boy you've ever met who isn't probably related to you. (laughs) He is. But all you don't
1: understand, he also likes country western. (laughs)
0: Oh my god, you dance to music, I dance to music, it's (laughs) love. Oh my god. But yeah, like, some scenes with the two of them, because we see them meet each other. Mary Lynette had been out stargazing, then it was the rear window situation of, oh no, was it a body? And she's like right, bro, I'm going to go over there, but I need you to come with me. I want you to go look in the back and, like, dig up the thing. It looked really easy, so it must be very loamy earth, I'm gonna guess. Just dig that shit up. And I'll go distract them. I'll talk to the sisters. And, like, he runs into her out back. And, like, that's it. They They meet each other. The next night, when they end up following the girls into the woods, when they're gonna rebury the aunt, like, deep in the forest, he's telling her about, like, No, she's smart, and she's brave, and she's funny. (laughs) (laughs) Whenst. At what point did you have a further conversation with this girl? Because you didn't. If there wasn't this murder mystery happening, if it was just, Sister, this human boy keeps coming over, and it seems that he is trying to woo you? Court me. He's courting you? This cannot stand but there's no reason not to let it seem that way that will make us seem like nice, normal human girls. Yes, have him come over. <laughs> like, their 1600 mentality could have been really fun to see like him having to come over and deal with, like, the sisters are going to, like, chaperone, you know, them having fucking tea or something. Like, he they- <laughs> could have just leaned into the Pride and Prejudice thing, you know, like, get it up into the 1800s, a little more modern, you know, just... Instead, it was just, we're in love. And I'm like, oh, fuck. (laughs) Because I would have enjoyed seeing those two kids talk to each other and discover more shit because we know they're not soulmates.
1: Right. That's the interesting thing. And I think, you know, aside from the obvious thing of the book being 200 pages, of LJ being far more interested in Ash and Mary Lynette. Yeah, it's clear. Mark and Jade as teenagers in love but not soulmates. Contrasting that with like Mary and Ash, who are soulmates. And hate each other. And yeah, do are not do not want.
0: Yeah. I would have preferred a like 75% beat for beat, Pride and Prejudice, but LJ Smith. It would be fun, right? Yeah. Instead of this motherfucking who done it. <laughs> it destroys the tone. Cause <sighs> Again, secret vampire, dealing with emotions. This one could have also just dealt with emotions. Mm Mm-hmm. Just just more. Just something more. As opposed to fucking four days of this crap. (laughs) Yeah, it is canonically less than a week. Yeah. Because it's, And it's, it's not, they don't even take up. It's not even like Sunday night when everything wraps up. <laughs> They're like, no, a few days later, Quinn shows up to the house and I unroll the rug and I show him the charred corpse. And I'm like, bam, get out of here. Like, okay, why did you make it a week then? If you're not going to use every inch of this week I've given you. So it it reminded
1: me of um, that brief sequence in The Vampire Diaries where they're trying to figure out, I don't even remember what they're trying to figure out at this point, I think maybe who's a vampire or something, but like Bonnie and Meredith and Elena all go to like Bonnie's room and they start making a list of like all the people who could be the, the person that they're looking for. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it felt very that where it's like... Yeah. Except the whole book. Except it is the whole book. And, like, I think
0: that's just LJ, L-J. <laughs> not being very good. All right. If next time you know that we're going to hit a mystery book, you just give me that warning. <laughs> maybe I won't be so mad waiting for the book to pick up.
1: I, ooh, I'm trying to remember, like, which ones. I mean, they all have sort of a, well, you know what? I'm not going to be able to do that for no. you, Ollie. I don't know what
0: qualifies. All right. That's fair. That's fair. It was just extremely frustrating, because I kept thinking we would have time with the characters, mm-hmm. and instead it was just, every time we were with the characters, it was this fucking murder mystery. Like, I liked Mary Lynette. I liked that she was, you know, interested in space, that, like, she got super emotional looking at the stars. Um, One of my favorite moments is when <laughs> she's, like, showing Ash a particular one, and he's like, oh, that. What are those like rings around it? And she's like, "You don't see that." And he's like, "Yeah, no, they're right there." And she's like, "No, you don't. You don't see that. I can't see that with these binoculars. I need my telescope. You don't see that." <laughs> and then she's like, "Oh my god, how many stars do you see right now?" <laughs> like she's so excited by the idea of like this dude is just looking with his normal motherfucking eyes, right, and seeing the stars. Like I loved that. I loved the idea for her that she could be a vampire someday and just look up and be like. I can see everything. What more would I see with a motherfucking telescope? She would discover all kinds of things. But then there was that murder mystery.
1: <laughs> so I think, like, between this and Secret Vampire, what we're kind of seeing is, you know, thinking about, like, the bad wrap-up of the plot in Secret Vampire. Yeah. Where it just felt like LJ was taking the the first fucking thing she
0: thought of, you know, to resolve it. Yeah. Her last four chapters are pretty
2: rough.
1: I mean, it feels similar here. So like when you mentioned like where, where was the foreshadowing? You know, I was reading it trying to be like, well, where, where is the foreshadowing? Like, you know, the whole point of a murder mystery or some murder mysteries is that, you know, the author gives you, they give you all the clues, Mr. Yeah, I should
0: be able to guess who
1: it is. Right. And she does foreshadow that it's Jeremy she does not foreshadow why. The why comes at the exact moment that we find out that it is Jeremy. And it's all stuff that Mary Lynette knew, but did not disclose. The only thing that she got around to mentioning was that there was a body near Jeremy's house that they found a few years back and that it was called Mad Dog Creek. Those are the only two bits of information that, even hint at the why.
0: Well, I feel like something that would have been super fucking relevant to have before it's revealed is that, oh, sometimes Jeremy comes over and helps Mrs. B with fixing up the place. Oh, I'm stepping over this hole in the porch. This, this you know, missing stair, literally a missing stair.
1: She does mention all that stuff.
0: No, but to be like, he's coming over. He has to get around to that. I should remind him, oh, it's still here oh
2: yeah
0: we knew about the stuff that was broken we didn't know he was the one who was fixing it
1: i think she does say that he is does she she definitely mentions that he helps out doing handiwork because she thinks that her dad should ask him over to do some of theirs i don't Mm -hmm. know if they mentioned that he does handiwork for burdock specifically but they very well might
0: god i fucking hope so because otherwise um because if, if they do, I'll eat shit on that. That's fine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had something that was fucking
0: searchable. <laughs> so I think for me, coming out of Secret Vampire, where we had this nice long-term friendship with James and Poppy, I was maybe halfway through the book decided, oh, well, if these two are going to be pissy at each other, maybe she can just like Jeremy. Maybe she can be soulmates with Ash be bound to fucking have to keep interacting with him. But maybe she could, like, you know, like Jeremy, and he could like her.
2: Of course not. Of course not.
0: It's so unfortunate because of just it hitting all of the same shit that I hate and other stuff.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Where it's like, oh, look, he's a poor. Oh, look, he has mental health problems. Why did someone leave a 12-year-old alone? Why didn't social services swoop up that kid? <laughs> He's lived on his own since he was 12. Okay. That's a lie. A lot of his plot rang false. Mm-hmm. And then the reveal on him was like, oh, God, I feel like there was something I must have watched recently where the character was just like a totally different character once they revealed themselves. Uh huh. You're just like, oh, couldn't have guessed that. I don't like the zing. I was re-listening to the <laughs> secret vampire episode to kind of refresh my memory. And I <laughs> made the comment about, well, at least there wasn't a zing. And you went, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> right? That
1: is how this works.
0: <sighs> like, why? And, like, it would have made no sense, of course, you know, for Poppy growing up. Being like, and every time I touch him, it's like lightning. But it's so clear that we discussed that, oh, she had a plan. I don't think she had a plan until maybe now like it feels like she's adding it
1: it definitely feels like secret vampire was um, a pilot and some stuff got reworked when it got picked up for a full series
0: yeah i would agree with that like she knew where she kind of wanted to go with it she seeded a bunch, a bunch of characters that we're gonna you know run into mm-hmm. we, we've got ash but like the whole soulmate thing now it's like forced on you
1: and i mentioned to you that, like, I was reading this and we we gave it a lot of shit. I specifically, because I'm, I'm going to walk it back, I gave her a lot of shit for just being like, oh, I don't want to have to come for, up with a reason for these characters to be in love. Mm-hmm. But I honestly think that it's an interesting premise for a series of romance novels, right? Because, like, yeah. there are a bunch of ways that characters can react to this like knowledge that they are fated to be connected even if they are theoretically and it's lj so it's never going to be this but even if they theoretically don't want to be romantically connected that there's still this thing that they have to deal with but i do think it's interesting to like have this as like the thing that ties them all together and to see like how many different ways people can react to this thing happening to them yeah and like we saw you know poppy and james react to it one way and now we have ash and mary lynette dealing with it in a totally different and like relentlessly
0: practical yeah super unexpected of Roger smith
1: Right, very, very unromantic, even though it is also extremely romantic. But just like a very like, okay, how are we practically going to deal with this thing that we can't get rid of? So I'm not mad at the like inherent laziness.
0: <laughs> the conceit of the whole series? The, yeah. I'm not. This is why we read them.
1: Yes. Yes. And I'm curious to see if it actually does get tackled in different ways. I hope or if so. it's just going to sort of be like the same, like two or three yeah. romantic scenarios.
0: <laughs> you hate each other, but then you like each other. You like each other, and you still like each other. <laughs> yeah, like, right. How many ways can we do this? One of you likes each other, one of the other doesn't. So,
1: like, how how can we iterate on this, LG? I'm curious to see how it goes.
0: It's so what I do like is that well, it starts with something I don't like. Mm-hmm. I don't like that she goes, oh my god, yes, make me a vampire, and then, you know, like, she gets her second night of of vampire blood, and I'm just like, ugh, what, how, like, okay, fine, so you can see all the stars, this I will believe, but, like, again, after after Secret Vampire, where it was like, we are doing this, and you're gonna die, and that's, like, a big, huge fucking thing, and let's make, like, a really big deal out of it, to have hers just kind of seem, like, throw caution to the wind let's let's do it let's fall in love and to have it then be her being like i was just excited and <laughs> shouldn't do that actually i liked mhm so it, it took this thing that i was like very like frustrated about it felt like kind of out of character while still being in character and i guess it felt a lot like a teenager um <laughs> to then have it be no, no. Me and my brother are not going to be vampires. Neither of us one actually wants that. I enjoyed that, and I enjoyed Ash. Uh, you know, bringing up. Someone told me that this was going to happen and it was going to hurt. I'm like, good, <laughs> glad that came back. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking forward to ever seeing him again, so that we can see him being better. Mm-hmm. I want to hear characters talk about. Yeah, Ash used to be this way, but now he's different. I don't know. Can we still count on him? Let's find out. You know, like. Mm-hmm. I want to see this change him. Mm -hmm. I really appreciate that this girl is not a 17-year-old vampire forever. Mm -hmm. Because she's not dying of cancer. Right. You know, Poppy was, you're probably going to die in three weeks. Right. You have no choices. (laughs) Yeah. Do you want to die or be a vampire? Like, either way, you can't stay here.
1: Well, and that's a really interesting thing is that, like, Ash mentions towards the end uh, Quinn has been a vampire for 400 years, but he's also an 18-year-old. Like, yeah, Ash makes that distinction of, like, that kind of sucks. And and Quinn makes the distinction of, like, well, I never got to grow up, you know? Yeah, you are kind of made sure of that. So, like, there is this sort of undercurrent of, like, nah, being a teenage vampire would kind of blow. And even Ash is like, I'm going to come back next year and I'll be older than Quinn ever <laughs> will be. So, yeah. like, there is kind of that adult perspective of, like, you know, being a teenage vampire. And, and we get it from Mary Lynette, a teenager. Like,
0: being a teenage yeah. vampire, not great. Not cool. Don't want to do that. Kind of want to go do my life. Want to live my life. And, like, they comment, too, about how, oh, you can stop the aging process. But I thought it was interesting that, like, as soon as you, like, stop focusing on it, it catches up. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: And so that's why Aunt Opal, who like when they saw her looked 40, now looked like 75. Because mm-hmm. that's how old she actually should be. And it's like, so James could grow up and Poppy would just always be a teenager.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's like, it's very interesting the way the, the Lamia work.
1: Yeah, because I mean, because that's the fun thing about them being teenage soulmates, right? Ash and Mary Lynette could just Grow old together. Like that's a viable thing that they can do. Mark and Jade
2: can <laughs> well, grow up we've together. We've already like...
0: heard that teenagers are the only viable vampire bodies for right. made vampires. So <laughs> TikTok. Yeah. I, I I hate that. I hate that a lot. I wish that it was <laughs> just I wish it wasn't there. <laughs> like mm-hmm. there's no go to oh, I wish it was this or that. No, no. Fuck that. No. Because <laughs> Then Quinn being a teenager could just be, oh, man, that sucks. Someone just took you and turned you into a vampire is what it sounds like. Right. Where Mary Lynette could be like, hey, you know, like, I've done the cool stuff. I'm in my 50s. You're in your 50s. Let's be in our 50s forever.
1: Yeah. So it would be nice. Instead, it puts a very early expiration date on that life.
0: Yeah. Well, because he's like, I'll be back in a year. And she's like, I won't be ready. Oh, honey, if you're not, that's it. He's going to ask you one more time. Right. (laughs) You don't know it. It's not brought up in this book. (laughs) We got to wrap this up before you get to college, girl. Yeah. It's it's interesting that he doesn't mention it. It's kind of freeing for her, I would assume. Because if she was like, oh, my God, this might be my last year as a human. Instead, she can just hopefully go out and be Mary Lynette. Yeah. I don't think she'd be a very good vampire, though.
1: Wow. does bring me to to something that i was thinking about this afternoon Consults yeah. notes so the this whole book is centered around mary lynette's theoretical identity crisis right because like in the beginning of the book she talks about how seeing um her, her little rear window thing like rocks her world off its axis and all she wants to do is Put it back. Like, that's what she tells Mark in the beginning. And then as the book goes on, she starts to say stuff like, I don't know who I am. I have a feeling that I'm different than the way I think that I am. I think that I can do things that surprise me.
0: And then at the end, she's like, No, no, I can't. (laughs) Well, I mean, that's the
1: thing, right? So, like, as the book keeps going on, she keeps saying shit like that. She keeps being like, I'm changing. I'm a different person. Maybe I could be a vampire. And that's when she like tells Ash, like, yes, change me. And like, so LJ, going back to LJ, sometimes is a good writer, she puts in stuff where like, Mary Lynette talks about how she she calls herself a night person. She says she's one with a night. She quotes poetry like, I've been acquainted with a night. Like, she sets Mary Lynette up as somebody who for whom being a vampire could be complementary to the person she already is. Like Yeah, she loves the nighttime, she loves the
0: stars, she doesn't she's not
1: afraid of the dark. Having those eyes could like genuinely be uh, a benefit to her outside of her having a soulmate, right? Like these yeah. are just things that could enhance Mary Lynette's life and career. And then we get to the fight with jeremy where she she kills him and as she kills him she says like i turn around and i have the knife pointed upward and if i were me before all this happened i would have just turned around yeah and i would not have defended myself and then she kills jeremy and then she witnesses jeremy's death she witnesses like the violence that has been you know put on ash and she realizes like this isn't me. Like, this violence is not me. And then at the end, the whole wrap-up is like, I know who I am now. The thing, the problem is that the Mary Lynette at the end of this book
0: is no different from Mary Lynette when she started this book. Yeah. Like, it takes you pointing out that these things existed in the narrative for me to go, that's true, that did exist in the narrative. (laughs) Mm -hmm. because it didn't do a good job of making that the narrative
1: i i i think that lj as much as she could she's very blunt about it like like not something you're gonna pick up on the first read because you're focusing on like the who done it and the relationship and all that stuff but like it's definitely something that she's trying to thread like through the book but the problem again is that she doesn't have an arc no, there's there's no arc. She goes she, like, through
0: some shit. She but goes
1: through a thing. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: This isn't Jenny going through the fire and coming out changed. Right? Could could have been better. Just there's like stuff in here that it's like it could have been better. Could have had less of a whodunit focused more on this character like my god just take just take her hanging out with ash and let jeremy be jealous and show us that he's jealous and, and don't make it fucking like ooh it's a secret murder mystery who is it <laughs> like no just have this dude be actively jealous and and end it in violence and please just make him a white boy so that you don't have your only brown character being fucking violent thank you like yeah and then, of course, she could have been even more mad at Twilight about vampire versus werewolf lover. <laughs> yeah. The more I think about it, the more I'm like, oh, is this her Twilight? Or rather, is this the one that she gets mad about Twilight for?
1: Possibly. I, uh, who could say?
0: <laughs> All of it. She came <laughs> up with every every, every uh, supernatural being falling in love with a girl.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and then she could be like, oh my god, violence existed in this world. There wasn't violence in my life before now. Jeremy wasn't violent, or he was and I didn't know it. Like, something where she decides, no, I don't want this.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And like you said, Mary Lynette goes through some stuff, but it just makes the stuff that she says at the end sort of ring hollow. Because, yeah, you know, the person who's actually changed is Ash. Yes.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's good that we have any of his perspective in that way. Right. It's... It's funny, Mary Lynette is just a tourist in the night world in this book. Mm -hmm. The night world is happening around her. She can't affect it. I mean, she can in that she directly affects Ash. But even that (laughs) is, you know, author prescribed as, boop, here you go. You're his soulmate. Mm -hmm. You're just a a sexy lamp who actually gets to have chapters.
1: Well, and I think, you know, that's that's part of the arc is her flirting with the idea of becoming part of the night world of changing it and then being like "Mm, i'm good
0: imagine a daughters of darkness where she gets to you know have her mr darcy problems and then has their fun moment with the stars and is like oh my god you can see so much oh i could see so much too wow i could discover a nebula tomorrow all my dreams would come true and like her Watching her brother with Jade and those two connecting. And then shit where it's like, I've been contemplating it for a little while now. You know, at least more than a fucking afternoon. And I might I might want to become a vampire. And then to see the violence of it. To see that Jeremy, who you realize is a werewolf, you know, like they told you or or he told you or something. And then be like, oh no, this is this is not the world for me. Like to give it more time because she literally decides she wants this. And then the violence with Jeremy happens.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh, it's too fast. Yeah. <laughs> There's no room for the story. Stupid who done it.
1: Yeah, I think I think it's definitely a case of like first thought, maybe not best thought. <laughs> well, I just it feels like LJ really I mean, I don't want to fucking necessarily speculate about how this story was conceived or anything, but like, I would not be surprised if LJ sort of conceived of the murder mystery plot and the characters and then just did not go back to see how she could better tell this story. I feel like she, she sort of chained herself to this one (laughs) premise and hell or high water never looked at it in one.
0: Oh, I don't actually need the murder mystery.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I I really think so, because the arcs don't really serve each other.
0: Yeah. My God, right? Like, how much do you agonize over making sure that all your plots complement each other? But this is why. This is why, because <laughs> then you end
1: up with something where things just don't click, and it's not, you know, you, you have a you who's like, well but there's stuff that I could like here, but then there's this other shit in here. And it <laughs> then sucks. there's this
0: whole other plot. Is that the plot you want me to like? I don't like it.
1: Right? I don't I'm not interested
0: in this. Because it's not told well. I know I could like it. I enjoy mysteries. Mm-hmm. But not here, because it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, and it's not
1: a well well told mystery. It's you know, it feels like Cell first. She I I really feel like she she really tries You know, she I feel like she went through it a couple of times and was like, I'm going to put this little hint here and I'm going to put this little hint here and (laughs) then breadcrumbs throughout the forest. Right. And she's like, and this is how you write a murder mystery. You put these little hints in. And then, but you forgot motivation. Elda. She did, she did, and then she just did not. She's like, I did the work of
0: telling you, you who did it nothing. was,
1: <laughs> but I did not bother to tell you why because
0: they're gonna tell you why. Yeah, they're gonna reveal the whole thing. That feels good, doesn't it? Parlor no. scenes, right? <laughs> Letting the villain chew the scenery and reveal their evil plot. This is the funny thing too, because like
1: Mary Lynette tries to like. So she's like, I when I knew I should have followed my instinct when uh, I told Rowan, like, "Oh, it's Jeremy, and he's the the God, one who yeah. did And the then murder. even Rowan's like,
0: "I told you it couldn't have been him. I'm so sorry."
1: Right, but. Uh, Like, LJ tries to, like, make that also a breadcrumb because Mary Lynette had a knee-jerk reaction and she should have trusted her knee-jerk reaction because she was right. And I'm like, LJ, you
0: can't, that doesn't (laughs) count. You can't count that. (laughs) Does not count at all. So, I am but one reader. I kept waiting for it to be revealed that Quinn had already been in town Mm -hmm. before he met with Ash and that he had stabbed Aunt Opal,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and that he was now watching Ash because he didn't trust Ash, because he wanted to prove that made vampires are as loyal or as good or something, some bullshit, mm-hmm. to make his scene with Ash mean anything. Uh huh. And no, it didn't. Didn't happen. Nothing to do with it. This named character that we got who knows the night world, nothing. You know why he's named Ollie. Oh. <laughs> No. <laughs> that's oh, the only God. reason. Fuck. Oh, so that's why he couldn't be the murderer.
2: Mhm.
0: <laughs> so here I am being like this could make narrative sense. <laughs> it's just why Jeremy, Jeremy who we don't know knows the night world why (laughs) well because I have plans for Quinn he has a soulmate (laughs) ugh god damn it I hate that the answer well the solution that wouldn't have pissed me off a lot because at least it felt like there was any setup on Mm -hmm. (laughs) could never have fucking happened nope hate it (laughs) poor goat no reason there's
1: so much animal death in this one.
0: Yeah. The horse. The horse? The kittens? The goat? The kittens, oh my god. Alright, we do need to take a moment to appreciate the poor dead kittens. The way that, like, so... Jade is a Brina type. Mm. Uh, she well, didn't know rude. that the kittens would need air. Yes, yes. And packs them in her fucking suitcase for a week. Yep. And they die. Mm-hmm. shock because she was allowed to take one so she had one in a kitten carrier and i was like that's so whatever but these poor fucking kittens like it set up an at least at least it set up an interesting world where a girl could not know that kittens need air <laughs>
2: <laughs> Like
0: what else don't you know yeah basically right and You know, she's taking these kittens, like, trying to hide them in her coat. She's going to go get a shovel and she's going to bury them out back. And, like, that's when she discovers Aunt Opal in the basement staked because she fell down the stairs, guys. (laughs) She's old. She's just old. The way the description was. But anyway, I want to find that. And that's like, hey, Jade, what you got there? A milkshake? What were you going to do with it? bury it in the backyard, and they're like, "Oh, we can do that to Aunt Opal." So it was like it was very, it was very good, just having these weird little things happen and connect.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But yeah, the kittens, the goat, the horse.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, the deer. Oh yeah, because they killed the deer. Yep.
0: Yeah, we get like a full-on thing with the deer. It was a pretty good scene, so why are we putting it in the, the hayride?
1: <laughs> we gotta take something. And we can't yeah. have like
0: a, a spunky banter scene at a haunt park, so <laughs> I mean what I what I like with this one is that she's so immediately pushed to violence. It's very funny, right? Yeah, like it's not good to be violent to people. No. Um, but I love that her immediate reaction to the world being like psst, Mary Lynette. There's like a red string from your heart to his heart. (laughs) She's like, fuck right off with that shit. I'm kicking you in the shins. Get the fuck out of my house. Go on. Get out of here. I'm taking this broom. I'm going to sweep you all the way across Wyvern's court. Get out of here. Go.
1: I do love every single interaction that they have. It's extremely fun. Uh, her being absolutely
0: unafraid of him while everybody yeah. else in the room is pissing themselves. Oh my god, when somebody was commenting about how no one- it must have been Jane- no one ever acted like this to our brother, <laughs> you know, and then here she is and she's like in his fucking face like, what the fuck are you doing here?
1: Right? That is so my shit. Get up in his face, you're not afraid of him, tell him right? he's a jerk, and he's like- fuck i can't oh do anything about it because i yeah. do like her god and he's damn just like, it. could you not <laughs> could somebody please stop her because i can't
0: <laughs> <laughs> someone stop this woman
1: <laughs> i do think uh i could rub your neck for you making the offer from several feet away is very funny
0: yeah 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 it's like i am gonna stay right here in case <laughs> you say no and get mad and kick me in the shins again
1: i am out of kicking range but i would
0: like to touch you sexually <laughs> well it's so funny because it's like she can kick him all she wants unless she's got fucking you know wood feet wood tipped show <laughs> issues
1: right <laughs> i oh i love so like okay okay here here's what i liked about this interaction. We're Maryland telling him that they're incompatible, even if she were a vampire, their personalities mm-hmm. would be incompatible. And Ash being like, what if kiss? What? <laughs> and Ash just being like the person who tries to reconcile their relationship with physical intimacy, I think is a very interesting like Ash thing.
0: He is. He's is so difficult to wrap my head around. hmm. Because we saw him in Secret Vampire being just, just, just making insanity flowing river bullshit. (laughs) Right? And, and hitting on Poppy and maybe going to turn Poppy in, but ha ha, I would never do that. But would I? Like, I feel like this character would have benefited from being a little more fucking consistent in the previous book.
1: Yeah, I think it's another one of those pilot problems.
0: Yeah they recast him
1: <laughs> yeah i think i think when lj got to this one because ash is one of her favorite characters and she is not oh so he comes back quiet about that yeah not as much as you'd like but yes gotcha um
0: yeah because the way he set up at the end it's like all right i expect to see this boy like three more times and he needs to be important towards the end
1: <laughs> right he sounds like a series regular um yeah but like she's like okay i have this ash guy i'll figure out what his deal is when it's time to handle his soulmate and then (laughs) she did and she created like this ash
0: yeah i wonder how it would have been if i'd read this one first
1: i don't know yeah no i think that's it i think i'm good the only other thing i wanted to check in on was uh what we talked about at the end of secret vampire
0: which oh right there was something we were supposed to be looking for
1: the bigotry and prejudice and class shit that Nightworld has going on with regard to, specifically in this one, I think the werewolves, right?
0: Yeah. There was some backpedaling on Ash.
1: Yes. Because Ash makes makes werewolf jokes to Jeremy once he finds out he's <laughs> a werewolf. Purpose on <laughs> purpose? Just being a dick. Um... And Mary Lynette hauls him behind the gas station, and she yells at him for being a bigot. And
0: Rowan ducks
1: in, and she's like, actually, he's
0: friends with werewolves. Right. But then Jeremy's like, my uncle used to be part of the types of... The very specific club that that Ash also is part of, and they treated the werewolves like second-class citizens, so...
1: Which we got... Didn't we have a little bit of that in Secret Vampire?
0: Oh, yeah, James, like one of the first scenes we get with James on his own, he like goes to a club, knocks on the door and there's a werewolf there. And he's just like, oh, if that werewolf even even has a brain cell, it would surprise me. Like something like that.
1: Right. He's shitty to the werewolf, like bouncer.
0: Yeah. For no reason out of nowhere. Just so you know, werewolves, we don't like them.
1: (laughs) There's this like weird undercurrent of like shittiness against werewolves. And Jeremy is like, at first, he's like a human face to that because he's like this poor kid lives out in the yeah. trailer in the middle of nowhere. He like works a has job,
0: to... goes to school.
1: Yep. He's like a working class dude. Yeah. And, you know, Ash comes in. And he's like a Lamia, which are like politically top dogs in the night right. world. Because even
0: with Quinn, he's like, oh, you're a maid vampire. I'm still better than you.
1: Yep, he's a red fern and the red ferns run the night world like Ash is like this upper class dude. He's a prince, basically. Basically. And Rowan comes around and she's talking to Mary Lynette after she chews Ash out for being a jerk. And she says, it's not as bad as you think. Like, just because Jeremy is a werewolf doesn't mean that he killed our Aunt Opal. Like, he's- (laughs)
0: And then to have him be the one
1: that did it. Right. And they dial back on that because when Mary Lynette meets Jeremy at the end and he's like in his crazy mode, she specifically calls him out as being not a normal werewolf. Like, oh, this isn't the noble hunter that Rowan told me about. So like hashtag not all werewolves, but this one. But this
0: one. (laughs) But this one. This one that we've actually dealt with for more than five seconds. Right. It's It's really weird.
1: It is. It's like LJ is trying to like not be a bigot, but also is going to have like the only werewolf in the cast be the bad guy because he's like a rabid and animal like.
0: Right? Like why did you choose this? Yeah. Why couldn't he just have been a werewolf?
1: It is a weird choice, LJ. And like we do ever get werewolves
0: who are not bad guys. Do we ever get any love interest werewolves? No. Oh, that is such an oversight. That feels classist and racist.
1: Yes. Well, oh yeah, and the next werewolf is also a
0: Latina lady. So, if Twilight werewolves are mostly Native American, Mm -hmm. and (laughs) Nightworld so far will be people of Central and Northern America indigenous culture, this is not a good... This is not a good thing.
1: (laughs) Well, so like the werewolf that James bullied was, I'm fairly certain, a white guy. I also think Jeremy is meant to be white and just tan. Like, I don't think he's canonically Latinx or black. I I think when she described his brown hand, I think she just meant because he's been
0: out in the sun because he's a poor. I I don't know. She mentions that he is brown multiple times. She talks about his dark hair and his brown eyes. And I'm just like. You don't talk about anybody else's color.
1: <laughs> I mean, but when a character is black, she does tell you. She, she does,
0: which we've not had in a while.
1: So I don't know. Obviously, she does canonically describe his skin as brown. I just sort of took that to be white person code for this boy been out in the sun. But um,
0: maybe it's it's weird. The the coding on it, especially with like this land has been in my family for generations. Hmm it's bad coding there if he's a white boy
1: well but he also does talk about his family came to this land like hundreds of years ago in like prairie times so i I always got the impression that they settled there away from like all the shitty vampires
0: i mean i hope so but that's not how i read it yeah as a as a person just sitting down to read I'm trying to think. There was something that I had thought about with the classism. Maybe it was Rowan trying to, like, talk about it and be like, oh, you know, but he has a gay friend, so it's okay.
1: <laughs> That's the other thing. So, like, we joked about how Ash was a conservative vampire in Secret Vampire, but Rowan just calls him conservative, like, out and out.
0: But is he? Everyone keeps saying that he's one way and then that he's another way, like... Well, that's that's the intended arc
1: for Ash, right? Because he comes in, he's, like, playing the big misogynist. He talks about, like, King Jupiter, King of the Planets. Like, he's a very macho dude. He, like, approaches Mary Lynette by, like, telling her, I don't want you to hang out with my sisters. I'm vetting her friends. He comes from this very (laughs) patriarchal island. You'd be a
0: bad influence.
1: He comes in like that and... Uh Rowan calls him conservative. We're supposed to just obviously believe that. Yes. This is what we have seen. And then they go to that interaction with Jeremy, and then Rowan pokes her head around the corner and she's like, actually he has werewolf friends and the elders call him too liberal. Goodbye. <laughs> Which is
2: it? Like what?
0: Yeah. There is there was a bunch of like choices made halfway through and it's like, you know, that's what editing is for <laughs>
1: <laughs> right like you want you want him to have flaws and to make up for things for the
0: these nebulous crimes against women that he's done <laughs> you know we got some of it in secret vampire and we're told about some of it and this one like just just say just fucking list at this shit and be like oh yeah we all think this he lets us think this he wants us to think this because he's in charge of the family on the west coast as we are told this 19 year old boy or 18 and just do that be like yeah i have to come across as super conservative because it's the only way i can control the family because it is the only way you three are gonna get to stay here it's because of my influence
1: i feel like that's what she's going for but then she also wants him to be like legitimately shitty so that he can reform himself for mary lynette and it's like my dude you gotta pick one like they can't both be true he can't be legit
2: shitty are you not
1: (laughs) he can't be faking and also be ashamed of all the shitty things he's done to women like you gotta make a choice
0: i i held a girl's hand without (laughs) gloves on There was no chaperone around.
1: (laughs) They're they're so vague about what Ash has done. Because, like, Jeremy... Because it's not,
0: oh, he does a sexual assault on these girls.
1: Right? Or is it? Because Jeremy, like, gives her the same warning that he gives to Mary Lynette about the two dudes who did try to do a sexual assault. Oh,
0: that was something. That's right. I didn't mention it. The first fucking scene we get with these three girls is, like, their aunt not arriving to pick them up from the train station, and so they, like, start trudging 20 miles. And these two boys, who never show up again, meaningfully at all, pick them up in their their truck and, like, take them somewhere <laughs> and are going to do a sexual assault. Like, but the girls are like, oh, you're thinking really mean, horrible things. Mm, nope, we're vampires. That's not gonna happen. And I'm just like, Lisa Jane... <laughs> you don't get to be called lj right now (laughs) he's jane why is it when pretty girls are alone you immediately jump to and then a boy tries to sexually assault them
1: (laughs) (laughs) i was actually thinking about that because like the same thing happens to um that's how stefan and elena get together with elena like she can't defend herself because she's elena gilbert and even forgot her full name elena fucking gilbert i'm sorry she's elena fucking gilbert she cannot lift a hand to defend herself yet
2: um
1: (laughs) and it happens to caitlin too and even caitlin is not able to defend herself like gabriel has to come to her rescue fucking finally finally (laughs) they fuck with girls who can defend themselves so like which was a
0: scene that i liked until i stopped caring about those girls that's why i totally forgot to mention it earlier
1: (laughs) Like goddamn, LJ. It took like three tries, but we got there. It made me think of um. I don't remember. Like I uh, was meant to Google this. When did when did Buffy start? When Buffy Buffy ninety one six ninety seven. Uh, ninety seven. No. Okay, okay. So this was pre Buffy, but it reminded me of like that fucking. Well,
0: but what the movie was like ninety true.
1: But it uh it reminded me of that thing that Joss Whedon used to say, you know, spit sound. When he was <laughs> explaining like why he came up with Buffy, he was like, Well, I just saw this pretty blonde teenager walking in an alley and getting um, you know, hassled by some dude and then she turns around and she kicks his ass. And like that's how he got the idea for Buffy. And it is it Yeah. And it just it made me think of this scene in particular. It's like, well, I saw these three girls getting picked up by some rough dudes hitchhiking rough, down the street. Rough, dudes. <laughs> Different rough dudes, but
0: yes, some <laughs> some young, some young toughs.
1: And then I I saw them just ripping their throats out. And I just wonder if it was like Earl J finally catching the fucking empowered, you know, girl right. power zeitgeist. The fun
0: of it. Well, because, you know, that's what she said about this whole series is being like... I wanted to have strong women in it. And it's like, that, that right there, they're literally vampires who just go, oh, no, that's not going to happen. Like, he tries to like pull Jade to him and he can't. <laughs> yeah. She's just like stoned. She's like, no, <laughs> not happening. And the two girls, he's like trying to hold their arms down and they're just like, Sorry, buddy. We just, you are so weak.
1: We're so hungry right now, coincidentally. Like, this actually worked out
0: pretty well for us. Right? Oh, how nice of you to be bad. (laughs) Now we don't feel like we should hold back. Like, that was such a fun scene to open with them.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: But, fuck, why do you have to keep doing this, Lisa Jane? Tried and True. Ah, uh, may it be the last time we ever have to see that.
1: I wonder. I do wonder.
0: We'll find out. I assume that Black Dawn's gonna have some, like, edges of threatened, threatened women. Let me put it that way. Ah, uh,
1: you know what? To my memory, it is distinctly non-sexual.
0: Wow. hmm How does she make these novels that are either outright romantic or edged in romance? And, like not a lot of sexy.
1: I mean, this is the line that LJ walks, right?
0: Yeah. When sex shows up, it's it's violence or threatened violence.
1: It's all about the the romantic feelings or the allegories. Connection.
0: With your soulmate and your brain.
1: I mean, that is, that's it, right? Like, we discussed it during Dark Visions. Like, for LJ, the ultimate act of intimacy is just melding minds with somebody. Like, you don't even need sex after that. <laughs>
0: right? Why would I need to have sex? I can meld with your mind
1: genuinely and that's what so many of these characters do that's what um elena and stefan did like when he drank her blood like that's same kind of deal
0: so like it's interesting that her and or um marilena and ash we never get like that scene the mind melding knowing everything about each other
1: they do because he when he bites her and she sees all the, like, shadows of the things that he's done that he's ashamed it's of. It's like
0: a paragraph.
1: Yeah, it's not in-depth. Like they yeah, it's definitely, nothing. They definitely go further uh, as it's the books like go on. It's like first base for vampires. <laughs> right? There's no living in his memories.
0: Yeah. It's interesting compared to some of the other stuff she's done mm-hmm. to see. To be like, oh, these two who don't end up together immediately at the very end just do some some mental hand stuff
1: (laughs) oh man mental hand stuff that's like base 0.5 or is it base (laughs) like home run 0.5 because it's super intimate
0: yeah because it's super intimate didn't you know
1: it's the most intimate you could ever be with somebody. And there's, like, stuff in this where Mary Lynette talks about how, like, what she wants is for somebody to totally understand her and to, like, love all the same things that she loves. Something to share the night with. It's, it's very, like... How does she not know she's such a goth?
0: <laughs>
1: it's very LJ. Yeah.
0: I do love the science nerd angle on it, though. hmm I think that's everything. Yep. Uh, so would you recommend this book?
1: <laughs> that feels like a silly question. Obviously, I still love this book.
0: <laughs> I'm glad that you do still love this book. I was worried when I was like, Oh my god, this book! <laughs> I was like, I'm not gonna hold back my opinions, but I don't, it's mm-hmm. not, it's not Dark Visions. <laughs> <laughs> right, Dark Visions.
1: I might have stand dark visions if it were Ash and Mary Lynette instead of Caitlin and Gabriel. But yeah. at least these two had a little bit more character and a little bit more fucking chemistry.
0: Yeah. So it's not it's not the worst thing I've ever read by Elizabeth <laughs> by far. <laughs> it just has a lot of like extraneous crap it didn't need that like got in the way of of her doing what she likes to do. Mm-hmm. The stuff she's good at doing. Mm -hmm. I am sad, though, that, like, two people told me, yeah, this is the good one. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And I'm like, the murder mystery that makes no (laughs) sense? Like, no, no, no. Not that. Not (laughs) that. No, ignore the plot. The ship. The ship is the The best one. See, that's different. That's different. It's not my type of ship. Mm -hmm. But, you know, what is, Ollie? (laughs) (laughs) That's
1: a good question. What is your ship, Ollie?
0: Huh. I like angst and pining and them not mm-hmm. being able to be together, but maybe mm-hmm. sometimes they're together. Mm-hmm. Fucking mm-hmm. while pining is good.
1: That is good.
0: Yeah, thinking the other one couldn't possibly like you in that way. Mm-hmm. They're just, mm-hmm. you know, they're just having sex with you. While you're both, they're both like, this doesn't mean anything <laughs> to them. Ugh, never <laughs> like, could, but I'm gonna take what I can get. Right. That's good shit. <laughs>
1: she, could ne- she could never love me, he says, while well, he's like six
0: inches inside her. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, he must think I am terrible that I would want to have sex. But I do because it's him. Oh, he'll never be able to look at me the same way. But I'm still gonna have the sex. <laughs> Ooh, good, injected in my veins. Yeah, <laughs> that's good shit. I like that. Guess it just requires like a level adult. <laughs>
1: oh yeah, for sure. Not gonna happen here.
0: Yeah. Especially if all of these characters can (laughs) mentally connect.
1: (laughs) The way you said that, like, you're physically shuddering.
0: (laughs) Well, it's impossible to (laughs) mentally connect in the real world. But obviously I wouldn't want to be involved in in a fucking while pining situation. Like, you know, I do want to have conversations.
1: Yeah, I guess.
0: I mean I just don't want to be involved with anyone anyway, when I don't want to inflict <laughs> myself upon someone like that.
2: <laughs> true, it's like, You've got date
0: right? I'm like, no, no, for me to pursue anyone would just be mean. <laughs> but like,
2: these characters
0: can't pine once they can mentally connect. And if that is their allegory or their metaphor for fucking, then they would know, oh, wait, you actually do like me? Wait, you actually do like me? And the pining would immediately go away. And then I would be like, boo. I, okay. Okay. That
1: being said, I will say that final scene with the two of them where Ash is like, I'm going to go. I I want to try to make myself better. And Mary Lynette's like, <laughs>
0: she's like, good luck, buddy. You got a lot to live up to.
1: Yeah. He's like, you know, uh, think about the things I've done to humans. And he says, I have a lot to make up for. And she says, make up for what you can and then come back. But it wouldn't help. And Mary Lynette knew he knew it. The problem wasn't simply what he was. It was what he'd done and what he was going to do. He'd seen too much Mm. of the dark side of life to be a normal person. His nature was already formed and she wasn't sure he could fight it. Believe in me, he said, as if he could hear her. That's kind of close, right? Like, that's like, she's not sure about him, and he really wants her to be sure, and she's still not
0: sure. I enjoy it. So- it's something different, but it is a good something. Mm-hmm. Him being like, if you believe in me, then maybe I can do it, kind of thing is what I got from it. Yeah. It's half weight for me. It's half... If you believe in me, maybe I can do it. Even though I can't know for sure because you're gonna be not next to me,
1: right? It's like you're my you're my soulmate. Like I am trying to do this for you. Please believe I can do it.
0: He knows that, or I mean, presumably, even though it's you know, like word of God on the author here.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You wouldn't hope, presumably be soulmates with someone that you wouldn't match up with nicely. So maybe Ash, you have been doing things against your nature Mm -hmm. so do better (laughs) yeah and so it's that it's like well if mary lynette is my soulmate then clearly i can do better for her Mm -hmm. because if they wanted me to be this way (laughs) my soulmate would be someone who is probably also a vampire yeah
1: so ollie would you recommend this book
0: no (laughs) (laughs) i did really think about that though but it's not its not like a, no, fuck no, fuck this book, no. Mm-hmm. It's just a, like, I wouldn't think to recommend it. If someone said Secret Vampire or Daughters of Darkness, I would be like, oh my god, Secret Vampire. <laughs> not even a question. I don't yet love Ash and Mary Lynette. Mm-hmm. So I don't, need, I don't have that to, like, hold on to being like, oh my god, but the characters are so good. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Maybe he'll come back, maybe she'll come back, maybe I'll like them with distance. Maybe other books will make me be like, you know? I think I would recommend Daughters of Darkness.
1: <laughs> Remember back in the first two books? That was the high note. <laughs> I did not realize. So.
0: it's not with a it's not with anger in my in my voice or any poison on my tongue <laughs> that I say no. Just kind of no. And I'm sad for that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I wanna, I wanna fix it. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Next time we will come back. Mm-hmm. We will read Spellbinder. I don't know shit about that one. Do you remember, remember anything about nothing. it? Nothing. Okay. Nothing. Did you want to read like the one sentence that's the end of your book?
1: All right. Spellbinder. Oops. I'm sorry. Don't miss the next Night World TM Spellbinder. Black and white magic clash when two teenage witches fall in love with the same human boy. Gentle Thea is willing to forsake the night world in order to be with her soulmate, Eric. But Blaze, Thea's beautiful and ruthless cousin, will stop at nothing to claim Eric as her plaything. It's an all-out battle of spells at Lake Mead High School, but for Thea and Eric, the consequences of the fight may be deadly.
0: (laughs) Well, I'm glad we're immediately back to those two. Yep. Ah, uh, good. And I'm glad, too, that there's uh, gal supernatural creatures mm-hmm. on on the page this time, being the soulmate. hmm Interesting, interesting. All right, well, I look forward to seeing how that one goes. <laughs> yep. Okay, I'm Ollie, and you can find me on Twitter at Olivia Hennis. You can find the podcast there as well, Backlist Podcast.
1: You can find me on Twitter at endless underscore run and the podcast on patreon patreon.com/ slash backlist
0: and chill. All right, we will see you all next time. Bye, Bye. Um, So I do you want to say something that you probably will want to cut from the podcast? Sure, um, But I love that you're like, if I could design stuff, when you literally can design stuff. No, I can't,
1: though. I'm not good <laughs> you at went doing, to school like, for a this. Draw. I, di- I know, it's funny, right? <laughs> I went to school for it, and I can't do it. I'm so bad at it. <laughs> no. I went into so much debt for no reason.
0: See, this is the saddest part about college degrees, is you're like, I went to school for this very thing, and I can't even <laughs> as a joke.
1: If somebody else, if I can pay somebody else to do the thing that I'm eighty thousand dollars in debt for, that would be great.
0: Oh, I'll be eighty thousand and one dollars in debt.
2: Thank you.
1: <laughs> I listen. I'll shell out twenty dollars on Fiverr. Okay, maybe I will. You should maybe I'll go on Fiverr. I'll commission somebody to design this
0: logo because it it doesn't have to, you know, show Dominique. It just has to show like
1: no, it just to be a, a vampire shirt. hunter
0: symbol. Yeah. Yeah. Like, think about what we do in the shadows with the Mosquito Club. <laughs> <laughs> just
1: genuinely picturing like a
0: Gold's Gym-esque logo just
1: with Dominique's <laughs> name on it.
0: Yeah. Vampire hunting. Gym. Mm-hmm. And then like a hand with a stake probably instead of a barbell.
1: I genuinely, I did try at one point to like compile something together out of clip art and stock images. I just couldn't make it work.
0: I love that. I'm going to try sometime in Canva.
1: I'll do it. Oh, please do.
0: We'll see what I get. It'll be silly. But yeah, we'll make these shirts happen. It'll be real.
1: I'm so excited. I've wanted one of these for however long it's been since we recorded that episode.
0: Oh my god, that would have been season two.
1: Yep, I genuinely thought of it immediately, and then, you know, we'll do it. (laughs) Thanks, college. Alright, let's talk about this. (laughs)